What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. I will say uh, the first my first editing experience with the DC crossover went pretty well. I didn't really check to see. I, 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 I caught the cursing at the beginning of the show um, that I bleeped for us. You bleeped, you bleeped something? I, I bleeped. Uh, I think you dropped a, dropped a something. Early on in the in the recording, so oh. I made sure to go in there and and uh, bleep that. Um, I, I I listened to the first. The like, rest of the show was up probably t- ten twenty minutes. I didn't. You I, didn't hear a bleep. Well, <laughs> I, I listened to it like. Were last. you asleep? Were you napping? Like you like like I caught you when I got home <laughs> napping in the parking lot. The poor guys or kids are trying to make their chalk drawings. And, oh, t- I didn't. And I didn't Uncle I didn't, Mike I didn't, just draws all over. Uh, rides I, parks <laughs> his car right on the chalk drawing. Well, there was a bunch of chalk drawings in that one spot, so I parked one away from. It, but they weren't yeah. there when I parked. Trust me, I'm I'm aware. Yesterday they were they had me on tilt because I was watching through the blinds of them drawing, and that's where my car, your car, was parked where my yeah. car usually is, and. Uh, I was like, "Are these guys gonna draw chalk like on my on my Camry? <laughs> like, what are they gonna do here?" Um, well, but then, then right when I uh, was sitting there, within ten minutes, yeah. they, they come and, like they're sitting there having like conversations against <laughs> my car with me sitting there. <laughs> like, I was like, "What are you? Do- what are you doing?" It made me very happy to see that your car was parked right where these little kids were doing their you know their their afternoon hang. Yeah, their, their, their afternoon hang. Uh, I mean, you know, it's a beautiful uh, Monday. Evening, it's yep. you know I I will say when I got in the car today to drive home, um, I felt the afternoon air and I said this feels like baseball season. Really, it feels like baseball season. It is it is getting there. I know the spring training games have begun and we will be giving the DC crossover fans some nets preseason spring training you know yep. breakdowns and all that stuff that'll be coming up uh we still got till the end of march before the season actually starts so yeah. plenty they of time only had to like do two that. games yeah two two games one of which i turned you know saturday night i was able to tune in six o'clock six o five nats astros after two innings the rain starts coming <laughs> yeah. down and they cancel the game <laughs> yeah i was watching it with my parents and all of a sudden it was, was like, like well here goes a buzz my mom's kill. like is that rain <laughs> i was like i don't see anything all of a sudden Boom! A torrential downpour on Max Scherzer. Luckily, he got it out of the end. Yeah, what a you know, of course, Astros too too afraid to uh, to bring any of the starters to that game for two straight games. Two straight games. Now they did play my Detroit Tigers today. Yeah. Um, and Nick Ramirez did hit Jose Altuve with a pitch. Oh. Uh, now it wasn't off speed. There was no kerfuffle. 
um, after the after the the HBP. Uh, but people made note of it on Twitter. They said this is gonna they're gonna keep a running tally on uh, how many Astros hitters get plunked. Uh, trust me, as a Detroit Tigers fan, I know for sure that it was not on purpose because Nick Ramirez could not throw a ball in the direction that he wanted to uh, ever. So no worry yeah. <laughs> if you're an Astros fan. But uh, yeah, we'll be getting into all the baseball stuff. But I did just want to make a note that man, it feels nice. It feels like baseball season. But uh, I, I promised you this before we came on air. Is uh, yeah. I'm gonna get your your gut reactions to these uh, these three Hello Fresh meals that that should be arriving by laser beam or whatever in any second here. Airdrop. Um, exactly. So first one here, we got crispy mozzarella crusted chicken with uh with looks like some broccoli and some buttery couscous. Oh wow. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of fancy. It's in the Hall of Fame. It says. Uh, it says a hall, there. It says Hall of Fame next to it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> what they had to what do. What fame is that? To get in the Hall of Fame, but uh, that I mean what that sounds parameters? pretty good. Uh, it does I, sound pretty I'd good. I'd say rate your interest in that meal out of ten. Okay, uh, say it again. All right. I, I listened to like half. Crispy, <laughs> crispy mozzarella crusted chicken with uh, roasted broccoli, broccoli oh. and buttered couscous. Um, you know what this reminds me of? Of uh, what are you eating for Grand Danny? Okay, sure, and, uh, sure. S- similar where they do the baseball ratings. Um, but I'll go with our rating out of ten. What's couscous? Is that like peas it's or something? Like a, no, it's like a type of pasta. It's oh. a, but but it's little tiny balls. So it's like peas, but it's pasta. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not bad. It's like peas, but it's pasta. Um, it, it is. Okay, uh, I'll go with what does it taste like? What does couscous taste like? Tastes like balls peas. of pasta. <laughs> it doesn't taste like peas. It tastes uh, good. Um, I would go with a solid 6.75. Okay, 6.75 interest. The, the Brock, this, I'm out. This next one I'm might out, be a little out, tough. I'm I don't, out, I don't, I don't know I don't know what your interest is going to be on this one. We got uh, uh, chickpea-powered couscous with zucchini and grape tomatoes. It's a uh, ve- calorie-smart vegetarian meal, I believe. Whose meal is that? Uh, this will be this will be your boys. This will be one of the meals. Wait, so it's oh is, oh, is that for a different day? Yeah, we get three days. Three days. Do you, worth. To, do you get to choose what you want? You do get to choose. And you and chose then, that, and then, I, and then I cook it up. Yeah. Why'd you choose that one? Um, that trying one, to be healthy. That one seems like a four. It, not actually f- minus four. Negative four. Negative four. Okay, that, that, that makes I sense. would stay so far away from that. And the last you said one, tomatoes. Man. I was. This out. might be a dark horse for the week. You may. I'm going to be doing this every week. By okay, the way. that's fine. Dark horse here. Honey thyme pork tenderloin with mm. roasted potatoes and broccoli. So we've got. What's up with the with the small trees? I don't understand why you get the broccoli. I mean, I I like broccoli. I'm a broccoli fan. Um, we got you get it. a little honey glaze. I'll, I'll on, give that a uh, seven and a half though. Yeah, I felt like this would the be the first most one. The first about seventy five percent of it sounded great. So seven point five. Now will it change your score if I mention that the potatoes are going to be sweet potatoes, not regular potatoes? Um, I've had sweet potato fries a bunch. <laughs> I've yep. had well, no. I've had sweet potato a lot sure. of different sweet potatoes. I mean, so. I like sweet potato. Sweet potato is pretty good, um, but it's not my favorite potato. Favorite potato is your go-to baked potato. <laughs> oh man, baked potato! You load that sucker up with <laughs> some cheese, some sour cream. Hell, grab some pulled pork and throw it in there. Oh wow, that's what some places you do can, that. You can add like anything yeah. to a baked potato. You can. You like, can. You what, call it a loaded name, spud. Names, yeah, like literally name something that's. I mean, obviously something that's not like. I mean, hell, I'd throw some marinara sauce, some cheese, and some pepperoni. Yeah, that's in what there. I'm saying. Like add. <laughs> <laughs> Make a little a pizza potato, like a, like not not something that's like you know a pear, like something stupid. Like what can't you add, or what can you add 
to a potato that's so unusual that would be so delightful? That would be so delightful. Oreos. Okay. (laughs) That would be pretty... Ice cream. (laughs) Like, think of something, because you're you're, you're, you're putting salt and pepper on it. Yeah. So, what about about rice? Do you think rice Um, would work? Because you could, like... Put I wouldn't mind uh, some, maybe some, some, some sort of pasta. Maybe throw some spaghetti, some, some spaghetti in there, yeah. a little bit. Mix in, uh, mix in some, or maybe Do a different type skin? of pasta. Uh, I don't eat the skin. I, I eat the skin. I don't eat skin for sweet potatoes. I, I eat the skin potatoes. when I roast them in the oven. Okay. Like you roast them up, yeah. and then like they're like little tiny blocks, and you throw them in your mouth. I don't eat the skin when it's just the big, uh, big potato. Yeah, I leave the skin alone. And then like maybe I wear like a little hat, oh. um, or like poke some holes in it, put it on my face. It's a little mask, little potato mask. It's wow. not blackface though; it's potato face. <laughs> so it's not offensive. Potato face. Potato face. Um, the best potatoes, I think, might might be the ones at Outback where they like cover them in the gigantic like margarita salt. Yeah, now that is because you crazy. know when you go to Outback, it's like yeah, you're getting steak and potatoes, but like. Oh, You're yeah. getting like top shelf stuff here. Yeah. It's oh, the most yeah. unhealthy version of steak and potatoes mm-hmm. you can get as you go to Outback. But nothing better than when you can load up a good baked potato. Yeah, su- sweet potatoes. I won't eat the skin for sweet potatoes because it, it okay. just kind of grosses me out. It's like a um, yeah. Because when, when you look at a sweet potato, yeah, when you look at a sweet potato, it looks like you literally just plucked it out of the ground. It looks just, just the coloring just looks disgusting. It looks like dirt. Sure, sure. But sometimes there's dirt on it. So yeah, <laughs> I, it adds to the flavor. Yeah, I've had um. Sweet. I've had a lot of different versions of sweet potato. Like I've had sweet potato gnocchi before. Okay, yeah, that's that really pretty good. good. Um, and I've had. Uh, it's actually pronounced gnocchi. Gnocchi. N- 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 <laughs> um, Not gnocchi. Gnocchi. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go to uh, Olive Garden and see what they say. Yeah. We should, we should oh, yeah. They'll know. They'll know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's oh. a, that's a, a, a great representation of the Italian <laughs> culture. Man, uh, I could. Cr- I haven't been to an Olive Garden in like five years. You know what I'm going to do? I have um, three students. Well, they're all gr- all sisters. But I have, I'm going to ask the fifth grader on Wednesday. To um, go to Olive Garden with no, you, buddy? No, I don't she's Italian. They're all Italian. Oh, okay. They're all like pure. They're, 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 oh, I can't say their last name. But they're, they're yeah, don't say that. Their last name has like Ito in it. Yeah. Okay. So it's so it's like they're li- sure. full blood Italian. Is it Guido? No, not okay. not, not that one. That's okay. a different student. Sure. Um, so <laughs> no, I'm gonna ask them. Say, how do you say Noki? Yeah. And they're probably okay. Well, the idea. kids might not know. They're American. One of them knows how to speak Italian. Okay. Well. And think about it, like, and to be whenever whenever someone asks me, "Are you Italian?" I say, "Yeah, I'm Italian." But they they're like, "Oh, your mom." She she must make great great food. Yeah, I'm like, like that's such such a <laughs> such an assumption of everything. Like it is. My mom's not Italian. Yeah, well, well, ask your mom how she pronounces gnocchi. My mom, yeah, gnocchi. <laughs> well, how, how do you how do you? Well, well, I don't know. I don't, so know. Uh, so, don't worry. It's about fine. It. But you no, know, so uh, yeah, I think um, yeah, but, but baked potatoes. Like I will okay. literally, I'll eat the skin probably eighty five percent of the time. Okay, by itself or with the rest of the potatoes. Well, well, I'll, well. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll try to separate each side of the potato. Yeah. So, so it comes that. So it's when you split it, it goes like this. Like oh, yeah, you, you got to give it a good split. And then sometimes I'll just stick the fork in there. I'll just eat it. Interesting. That's kind of a Cause, savage move. Because sometimes, yeah. Well, I am yeah, a savage. That's like. Um, are you like Italian? Are you are you, <laughs> a, are, you in a, are you in a rush or like why are you like just so you you? I'm trying to understand. So you take your fork. Where are you? Piercing with your fork. What do you? Well, sometimes I'll scoop some out or whatever. Well, yeah, like a but normal the person is, eating is, a baked potato. Yeah, but sometimes certain potatoes are kind of a pain in the ass, and like when you try to scoop it out, it just like kind of like, it'll like come out in one big blob or something like that, which is a, it's like a potato, a regular well, yeah, potato. Yeah. But if you just eat it like that, it just it kind of gets so all the. So you flavor use in enough it. force with the fork, 
where you're pulling skin, potato, everything that's yeah. involved and throwing that back in the gullet. Yep. Okay. okay. I'm the type of person, which I think I told you this before, uh-huh. that when I eat, like, especially even when I was younger, if I had a, a lunch, my mom packed my lunch all the time when sure. I was growing up. Thanks, mom. Yeah, classic. And uh, I always eat the smaller things first, so I left huh. the big sandwich as, like, the grand finale. Interesting. See, that's... That's strange to me because, like, for example, I packed my lunch today like I was in fifth grade. I had a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, I had wow. some goldfish. Solid. I had some grapes. Wow. And then I had uh, some mini Oreos. Um, I went grapes and sandwich first with the occasional dip into the mini Oreos and the goldfish. Uh. But then by the time I was at the end of the meal, I had just goldfish and mini oreos i had ate all the grapes and the sandwich okay for, for that meal i would save the oreos for last i would yeah, eat the grapes I i'd eat the grapes should've. first i then i'd eat the goldfish then sandwich and then have the 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 oreos uh for the, the rest. funny thing was for a second i was like hey maybe i'll save some oreos and eat them later in the afternoon when i'm hungry because i yeah. eat lunch at like 11 o'clock couldn't do it. That's I pummeled them all. Pummeled them all. Eleven o'clock. Jeez, I mean, man. I don't eat breakfast, so I'm a hungry guy. I don't right? eat breakfast either. Eleven yeah. o'clock. I was still doing lunch duty today. Yeah, I mean, I'm I was a... starting lunch duty actually. I mean, that's the thing, though. Is exactly. So some of the kids are eating lunch at eleven o'clock. The kindergarten. Why can't I? <laughs> okay, I. You know, we have a similar palate. I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I early lunch guy. We'll we'll get into some lunch discussion <laughs> definitely on another show. <laughs> Um, we could talk about that for an hour right so now. So we'll dive in here again. DC crossover. We are back uh, just like we were last week, and we're back again this week. We don't have a whole lot of the major sports to talk about, but we'll get into some DC it's defenders, season. some caps, and then we have a special segment. I will tease it. You definitely want to go and listen to that later on in the show. We get into a little classic conversation when it comes to cookies. So let's uh, get things going here. It's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. They're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello, you play to win the game. And we welcome you to the DC crossover with Sarone and Simpson, a semi-professional sports talk show. Um, it is. It is. Yeah, semi-professional. I mean, we used to be amateurs, or, or, or maybe we still are. Well, I mean, when's I the last time we broadcasted? You're um, an amateur until you get paid. And then you're a pro. Oh, we never got paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We never got fact, paid half the they, time. They so. charged us extra when we went to that Tex-Mex place that shall not be ever named again on this show. Right. For no free publicity. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I haven't been there in a while. But uh, yeah, so this is the DC crossover with Cerrone and Simpson. I am Mr. Cerrone. He is Mr. Simpson. And once again, this is episode 41. And I had a little subtitle to this. I said, what's more important, snacks or sports? And um, for both of us, our, our, us portly gentlemen, gentlemen, I think that um, when it comes down to that kind of question, uh, you have to dive into that uh, a lot more further. But obviously, we're going to get into the snack portion a little bit later. Sure. Uh, today, we're going to start off, as Ben said earlier, 
with the DC Defenders, uh, the Caps' recent struggles, so on and so forth, and then obviously end the show with our Cookie Mount Rushmore talk. Um, because obviously no one wants to talk about the Wizards right now because they're just a dumpster fire, losing to basically a Bulls team that has no starters left except for Zach Levine. And losing to Cleveland. All right. Without <laughs> Which is one of the worst losses of the season, a, yeah. a, a game that they needed to win. So you're right. The Wizards have been Wait, The awful. good thing is that they're losing, so actually they're going to go back I mean, down. Yeah, I, I'd rather they lose the rest of every game for the yeah, rest of the season. I mean, seriously. it's. I mean, just looking at it, I would rather them have a better draft pick, but as a whole, they're just you know a dumpster fire, so there's no really yeah, point in talking about them. They can't even lose correctly. Them. I mean, we'll talk more about them when it comes down to like later in the season when the draft picks uh, right. start to become uh, more, of a, more of a factor, but talking about the Caps right now. They're back into first place in the Metro Division and also uh, again our cookie talk because we're going to wait uh, for the Nats a little bit later in spring training to talk about position by position and hopefully have uh, an expert or two come on the show as well. Um, And then also uh, the Redskins talk will be ramped back up more uh, later in March and into April. Um, We're going to try to have an expert or two come on for that as well for the draft and hopefully um, just a little precursor. I would rather them trade the pick um okay but this is a season this is a an off season which you can't do anything wrong in a situation uh the only thing that you could possibly even fathom doing wrong sure. is if they trade the pick to a team that's in like the late teens mm-hmm. and they don't get enough haul for a first a team moving up that much because I could see them possibly yeah. saying, "Oh yeah, we'll take the fifteenth and and twenty twenty one first round pick and just take that," and then you know it makes no sense. Like it, to move up to number two, where you have all the quarterbacks except for probably Joe Burrow, Chase Young, and just a plethora of players, uh, C.D. Lamb, uh, Jerry Judy, all these different types of players. Um, and I'm not going to try to get too far into it, but all these types of players in that draft, you need to get a big haul or just you know just bite the bullet, stay there, and get Chase Young because that's what you're going to do. Um, so really, right now, this is one of the most intriguing drafts because the Redskins played like poop last last uh, season. Yeah, and, that's a good uh, way to put it. Yeah, well, I was going to say the S word, but I, yeah. I'm going to try to save some work for you. Oh, appreciate um, that. You're welcome. And uh, so basically, they played so badly that they finally got a really good draft pick, and to the point where now you can see them going out and saying, "Okay, we're going to be major contenders on draft night because they can make right. a trade and do uh, much more things rather than them trading up, you know, three first rounders for RG three and so on and so forth." <laughs> but that's besides the point. Now they're hoping to get a big haul or get Chase Young. So really, there's hardly anything they can do wrong in that spot. But anyways, let's start but, off. As we know, even the Redskins will find a way to screw that up. Uh, yes, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> the good thing is Bruce <laughs> Allen's gone. Yes, and, and apparently I heard by the way Trent Williams. Yeah. We'll be back to the team. Yeah, because I know Rivera had reached out to him. Yeah, and he said they said because, because he said because of Ron Rivera, he's going to come back to the team. Which kind of I'm just like, eh, as of right now, it's kind of fractured to the point where I would rather them trade him last year anyways to try to get another well, first round yeah. pick. But yeah. Yeah. Huh, we'll see. Imagine that if the Redskins would have traded him last year for say, say a first round pick, and then had then they pick. then they traded someone else yep. or tra- traded their second round pick and got two more first. I mean, that would have been insane. <laughs> Would have been a lion oh chip. No, that, that's too smart. That's too smart. So it's, 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 it's way over their head. Well, moving on to the other football team in town. Yes, the other football team, the D.C. Defenders. We will have an intro for them soon. We once, will. They, once they get more content, that we can do an intro for them. Experience their first loss of the season, oh, losing 39-9. Yeah. to nine. Uh, Bad loss 
for this uh, DC team. It was a game where they just couldn't convert on third down. I mean, they were two for 13 there, picked up six penalties along the way, um, got uh, beat in total yards as well. Four downs, only went one for three from the passing game. Not great. 14 for 28, only 107 yards comparison to, to uh, the the other side of the uh, – uh, that's the L.A. team, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for a second, I was like, Louisiana? I was like, no. It's L.A. Uh, <laughs> well, the other kind of side to see Wildcats. There's sure. two L.A. teams in the NFL. Sure. Right Meanwhile, the Wildcats passed for 278 yards, three passing TDs, three rushing TDs. Basically, defense couldn't do anything. The offense couldn't do anything. Overall, a bad loss. The first loss for the D.C. defenders in a pretty short season. So, you now move to 2-1. and one. Um, But I think for, for D.C. fans, it was it was kind of a, a difference because you look at what happened last week against the Guardians winning 27 and nothing, yep. And then even in the first week, winning 31-19. and And then you come and lay only nine points out there uh, against L.A. So, uh, an L.A. team that this was their first win. They were 0-2 yep. heading into this game. So, I mean... I know not that many people follow the XFL that closely, but still, for a team that had a ton of momentum and excitement, um, you know, to start the season, are, are you, are, are how is your excitement level now after experiencing this loss and your uh, your betting loss as well? <laughs> yeah, uh, that was not smart on my part. I was going to take the Wildcats spread, uh, but of course, I don't go with my gut and I uh, lose the bet. Um, but as a whole, I'm looking at the entire picture of this game and. The biggest factor, obviously, that plays in this game was the five turnovers for D.C. and the yeah. zero for the, the Wildcats. So uh, I think the Wildcats are a little bit underrated, mainly because they got a pretty good wide receiving core, but they got Josh Johnson, who didn't start game one. So if you think about it, Dallas Josh Johnson, my former uh, Detroit Lions, uh, like third, he was he's, third, he's on, fourth string. He's he was on, the Redskins. He's been too, on thirteen right? teams. <laughs> incredible. He's been on half the NFL, Man, incredible. Um, which is pretty crazy. But uh, no, he didn't start game one. And if you look at the Dallas Renegades, which I've watched out of three weeks now, and what has it been? Four weeks, so twelve games. I think mm-hmm. I've watched maybe eight or nine of the games. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're but, an XFL expert. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, but. Dallas, the Renegades, they were projected to be the number one overall team to win the to win the entire first year, mm-hmm. and that's because they have Bob Stoops, who's probably the best coach in the entire XFL. Yeah, he's better than some um, of the NFL guys. Yeah, and uh, with his re- record at Oklahoma, and he brought in Landry Jones, who was his former Oklahoma quarterback, who played multiple seasons with the Steelers and so on and so forth. And Landry Jones didn't play game one, even though Dallas doesn't look that good so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landry Jones got hurt. And he didn't play in game one, and they lost game one. Same with the Wildcats. Josh Johnson didn't play in game one, and they lost game one, and they also lost game two. But uh, I just thought that with Josh Johnson's athletic ability, uh, I don't know too much about the defender's defense. Obviously, they got some good players that you know are possibly going to be called out and different things of that nature. Um, but their pass rush was there. It's just they got Josh Johnson was just on point with his yeah. passing. He stayed in the pocket multiple times, and he was looking – you know, overall, pretty good. I mean, their efficiency on fourth down, they went one for one, uh, even though it was a short for fourth down. They went three for three in the red zone. Uh, you know, when it was goal to go, they went two for two. Uh, third down percentage, not bad, four, four of ten. I mean, just you look at it, and it's like they were just throwing all over. Just like I think you mentioned it earlier. I mean, he had 278 yards passing. He was 18 of 25, which is 72%. He was over, over 10 yards per pass. I mean – they were just smoking them. And the problem was is that we ran the ball so much, 
which I understand that sometimes when you look at this team and you say, or at, a, at any NFL team as a whole, right. you know, if someone has your number or whatever, okay, let's try to go the opposite and just 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 pray that it, that, that it works. That's not how you do it. You got to look at the film. I mean, you guys, guys in you know the booth upstairs. You got. I mean, you can basically got whole coaching staffs. I mean, these guys have what forty two to forty three guys on their roster. You got a bunch of coaches up there that can say, okay, let, let, let's pinpoint what they're doing wrong in the secondary so we can exploit that because they were down. I don't know if you know this. They were down their top two corners. <laughs> the LA was, and we threw for ninety yards when we were averaging. It's horrible. Uh, Cardell Jones was the leading passer the first two. Yeah, uh, and that was with yeah. PJ uh, PJ. Walker from the Houston Roughnecks, who has been on fire. And yeah, he, he's, yeah, he's going to get a call yeah. this off season. He's already have he has eleven touchdowns through three weeks. He's got to. He's got to get mean, a call. He's literally looking like Pat Mahomes out there with the sidearm throws and different stuff like that. So, I mean, obviously you're looking at the, this this game as okay. You know, it's their first game on the road. They they you know they kind of just didn't do what they really wanted to do. But I just felt that they had a lot of fear going into this game. I mean. If you look at it, it just didn't work out. I mean, Cardell Jones had four picks. A lot of the picks didn't look good. They were up for grabs half the time. And if you can't score and you're giving the Wildcats some good possessions from a certain uh, you know yardage point, I mean, they started with around the 50-yard line a few few times, right. which really was you know, the catalyst of this entire game. Uh, but having five turnovers to zero, I mean, you're never going to win those games. And that's why they got blown out. And obviously the Guardians, they suck. Uh, so you know, last week it wasn't really a good test because then the Guardians got you know blown out in St. Louis. Which, by the way, I don't know if you heard. I believe it was twenty eight thousand in in the attendance for the Battle Hawks game in St. Louis. Wow! Because that's their first game in St. Louis since the Rams. That's left. a big number. That's yeah, a big two number. Years ago, whatever. So now I, I know the attendance numbers have been great, and I've been seeing articles left and right about how I think the family experience at an at, at a XFL game is like. On average, three hundred dollars less than it is oh, yeah. for an NFL game, or maybe even more. Well, because a lot of the stadiums are really small, and and they, I mean, if you go to like, for instance, if you go to like MetLife or something like that, which yeah. obviously uh, New York wasn't there this 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 uh, this week. If you go there, they close off the the higher bowls, so you right. you you always have the smaller bowls. Yeah. And if you go to like DC with Audi Field, you know it's not really a bad seat in the house for the most part. But LA, they had a pretty small turnout. I mean, obviously, LA has so much things to do, so it's <laughs> they don't it's, care. Yeah, so they don't. I didn't expect that many people, but I don't know the exact number of people there. But overall, you know, when they panned it, it looked pretty small. And that's where the Chargers are playing right now, which right. is like a soccer stadium. So yeah, and then next up for the defenders, they got the winless Tampa Bay Vipers. They're zero and three. That's in Tampa Bay, and then. The exciting game is when they come back to Audi Field March eighth. That's going to be a big matchup. Battle Hawks are two and one. DC Defenders are two and one right now. Obviously, uh, we'll see what the records are after next week, but that will be the next home game. Uh, but it's crazy, man. I mean, th- this weekend the game will be on ESPN two, then Fox Sports one, and it's it's. Uh, and then they've got some ABC games later on in the year. I mean, this is this is legit. I mean, this Sunday is game, they're having huh? a, a pretty terrific uh, start to this XFL. I mean, who knows how long this league is going to last? But for now. Um, people are enjoying. Well, you got to watch out fun. for you got to watch out for this this week though because Tampa Bay has Quentin Flowers who played for South Florida. Yeah, and they're playing at Raymond James, where South Florida <laughs> plays the day before the Bucks play there, and the, the crowd was electric there this past week. Obviously, they, they didn't win the game right. uh, because they played the Roughnecks and they were just they were just on fire, but. 
the crowd was electric for Quentin Flowers. He would run three yards, and the crowd would be going nuts. Going nuts, yeah. Because it's a hometown, hometown guy. guy. There yeah. were so many, so many people wearing uh, USF shirts and, and jerseys and stuff like that, which he was pretty good for them, but obviously wasn't going to be able to make it in the NFL. But that's going to be a little underdog game. You, you, you hope, you hope that they can come out and uh, try to fix their issues in that game. But, don't, I mean, look out for the rough next game. So Sunday is going to be the game, to, the, the days to watch. Uh, because those two games are going to be the best with the Roughnecks and the Renegades, two Texas teams. And obviously, you got Josh Johnson going to New York and facing a Guardian team that should probably be in like you know Pee Wee football because they, <laughs> they they suck. <laughs> Sorry, that's just how it That's is. Your XFL update. Let's move on to our next topic. Here we're going to the NHL and your Washington Capitals. Washington Capitals coming off a uh, primetime you know, uh, TV game, the game against the Pens. A lot of eyes were on that game yesterday, and the Caps got the last laugh, uh, winning 5-3. Um, you had some new faces, uh, some, some uh, good fights yeah. early on. So uh, always good when you get a rivalry game, and with that win, uh, the big question is, you know, is this team starting to turn the corner a bit? Are they are they starting to um, go in a positive direction? Because there's been some bad losses uh, in in the last few games or so, and you made note of two, three, and one record in the last eleven days. So we talked a little bit about it last week, and then we'll we'll get to the Kovalchuk signing in a moment as well. But um, you know, the, with the Caps, uh, you and I both said this that. The key for them is you got to peak at the right time, and that is heading into the playoffs. That's where you want to get hot. So the struggles here and there, not as bad as long as it doesn't turn into a longer-form pattern. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at the caps right now, and I mentioned to you off-air that over the last six games, okay, the last six games, they are 2-3-1 and one in the last 11 days. The two games they won are against two of the top six teams in the entire NHL. Mm-hmm. But then you lost two games to the Canadians and Devils, who are just terrible. I mean, they're bad. They're bad. I mean, the Canadians aren't that good. I mean, they're okay, but they're not that good. The Devils are last in the Metro with only 58 points, and they're under 500. But you look at the other two games, okay, you lost to the Knights. I believe you were up in that game. You lost to the Coyotes. That was kind of a loss in general. Um, but then right before you beat the Avs, you were at home with the Flyers and the Islanders, and you let up 12 goals. Mm. So it's like what Caps team is going to show up on a night-to-night basis? You know, obviously the Penguins game, I was at the gym, and I was watching the third period there, and it was it was definitely, you know, you know it's just iffy when I was watching the game because I was like, they literally just scored, and then two minutes later, basically, Evgeny Malkin has a beautiful move on John Solid, Carlson yeah. and just <laughs> wipes the slate clean. It's like, okay, tie, legs. Tie, tie game all again. Uh, and it made a beautiful move on Holtby, too, uh, to finish off that play. That was unbelievable. The sports center top ten. I think it yeah. was number one this morning. It probably should have been because yeah. that, was, that was unbelievable. But they ended up coming back with a win. I mean, they had a few goals with the Vrana goal and the Oshie goal that were kind of like you know scrappers in the crease. But – I just think that, like we said, it, right now is the time to struggle. They still have about 20, 21 games, somewhere somewhere in the mix there, uh, left. And that's when you have to come out and just 
play lights out in the last, I would say, 10, 10 12 games. Yeah. I mean, you have 10 more games to struggle, I would say. In the last 10, 12 games, you have to come out and, and have someone emerge as the goalie that they're gonna, you're going to start in the playoffs and also have your line set. Because right now, obviously, uh, you got Brendan Dillon from the, from the Sharks. He hasn't been there that long, obviously. And uh, we're going to talk about the last move they just had mm-hmm. um, with Kov- Kovalchuk here in a minute. But what team is going to show up? Because that Penns win was huge. Because now they're back in first place in the Metro after Pittsburgh had a brief stint in first place. Um, obviously, they played one more game than Pittsburgh. Uh, so, say Pittsburgh plays tonight. I don't know if they do or not. Um, then, obviously, they could tie it up. But as a whole, you're looking at it and saying, okay, they're in pretty good shape still. Uh, I don't know who they're going to play, but obviously it's a little too early in my book to be looking at the playoffs. But as a whole, you have to look at this team and say, which team is going to show up? Because, I mean, literally in the Metro Division, there's four teams all the way down to the Islanders that are separated by six points. That's three games. Okay, That's not a lot of games to to go back and forth or figure out what you're going to do because you don't have any more leeway. Okay, You've had your struggles here over the last – I mean, dating back to the Flyers game, they've only won two games. And that's literally eight games right there. So you know they're two. I think they're two, uh, five and one. If that's right. I think that is. I don't know. Yeah, two, five and one yeah. in their last eight games. So when you're looking at it, it's it's definitely not something that's a good trend. But beating the Pens on home ice and now having two straight games against the Jets to come up. Uh, hopefully, you can possibly take both of those. First one being tomorrow night at uh, Capital One. Yeah, I feel like that Pens game may bring some of that momentum, yeah. some of that winning momentum. I mean, that was a big, big game to huge. win. Um, so you got to think that they're, they're, they're going to be able to kind of keep that momentum going. But like you said, it's it's about kind of staying, you know, staying afloat here until you really want to kind of head into the postseason on on a high note. And, and the the move that you mentioned, which is kind of the big news here for in, in hockey world here in DC, is this Kovalchuk move. So you you bring in this 36 year old who was the first round pick. Um, 19 years ago, yeah. um, and he, this is one of those types of I moves. I was nine when he got drafted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> that's, a, that's a long time ago. And, and and you think about this is this is one of those types of moves that teams occasionally make where you're taking a flyer on a guy, they call it, yep. where you're, you're kicking the tires a bit. You're, you're seeing what does Kovalchuk have left in the tank. Um, you're not paying him a lot of money. You're bringing him in to, hey, maybe he could be a, a, a key part of another Stanley Cup run, really, and, and kind of play more of a role. Um, uh, not, not obviously not be a star, but be one of those kind of side players that, hey, maybe he can come in in the clutch and, and different instances and kind of make it work. Um, but yeah, pretty fascinating if you think about it. I mean, bringing this guy in where who you and I grew up hearing the name Kovalchuk and oh, things yeah. like that. And, uh, and, and now as a 36 year old, he's another old man on this roster joining Ovi and some of those other old guys at this point. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is when you're looking at it. I mean, I read some stuff about it today and, there was a, a few rumblings out there uh, last night uh, when the move became finalized that, oh, he's a selfish player. Oh, this is going to ruin their chemistry. Who's going to move down? This and that. I mean, they're going to find a way to yeah. use all these guys. Okay, It's not going to be a huge thing where they're going to kick a guy to the curb or do whatever it may be. I mean, he has a home in Miami. Ovechkin has a home in Miami. They're both Russian. Mm-hmm. They both hang out in the offseason. You're not going to have Ovechkin okay a move like this Okay, because you're going to go to Ovechkin. And say, oh yeah, he's it's the exact same thing as going. Yeah. A, <coughs> excuse me, it's the exact same thing as going to LeBron and saying, "Hey, LeBron, yeah. is this guy going to be okay to you're pick not going to make and, a move without yeah, their stamp of you, approval?" Exactly, yeah. your star player is not going to say, "Oh yeah, that's that, that's great." It's not going to happen. So when you're looking at him and how he played with Montreal, 
you know, it, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad as a whole. I mean, just just looking at his game, he's not going to be a superstar like he was with the Devils. When he was with the Devils, I mean, like we talked about, when we were younger, I mean, literally when he got drafted, you know, I, I was obviously younger, but when he be, signed that 15-year deal, which was a, a ginormous deal, I never yeah. heard of a 15-year, it's like literally, it's like, <laughs> it's I, I don't even know what, what you can consider, that's, that's unbelievable. And you only hear that in, obviously, uh, the NHL. I mean, yeah. the closest thing I can think about is Bryce Harper's deal, yeah. uh, the 13-year uh, deal, but... Literally, when you're looking at the 15-year deal, he left after three to go back to Russia because that was a whole big ordeal. And I remember because that was my sophomore year in college, and I remember playing NHL, I think it was like yeah, NHL 2010 or something like that. You played with the Devils because of him. You had mm-hmm. Zach Parise on that team and so, so many other guys that were you know great. I mean, that was when I think it was Marty Brodeur was still yeah. on that team as well. And um, you know, you just, you just looked at him then, and he was a superstar. But then he went to Russia, and he's been MIA, basically, for, what was it, eight years or whatever it was. Yeah. And then he came back to the NHL, and he didn't play really well with the Kings, so they ended up waving him. And then all of a sudden, you see them get uh, or see him get picked up by the Habs in Montreal, and then, you know, the Caps were like, you know, let's take a flyer on him. We're not paying him pretty much anything no, and for a third round pick. Less than a million dollars. Yeah, you, you can literally give him the reins to come on and maybe get – I don't know how much ice time you get, maybe 15 to 17 minutes. I mean, he's not going to have a lot of legs left, you don't think, but 15 to 17 minutes isn't that much uh, you know, time on the ice. I mean, right now he's averaging 17 minutes time on the ice per game this season in 39 games. So when you're looking at it, I think if you give him 15 to 17, you know, don't take it away from some of the younger guys like Jacob Frana and, and, and so on, you know, TJ Oshie and, and whatnot. But they are saying that, it would be pretty crazy if you had an all-Russian first line, which I don't think Kovalchuk is a first-liner, but if you had uh, Kuzi, Ovechkin, and Kovalchuk doing the first line sometimes, throw him in. I mean, you could have him as being like a fourth-liner, but then throw him in if if someone needs a spell. I mean, because overall, you're looking at those two first lines. If you throw Kovalchuk in there, okay, and have him and Verona say split time or something like that or spell each other every now and then, that would be pretty insane because you think about their first two lines, which has have been, literally have been their top lines in the last few years. Yeah. You have uh, Tom Wilson, Nicholas Backstrom, TJ Oshie. Um, then you have Kuzi, and you have Ovechkin, Kovalchuk, Verona. I mean, th- you throw Kovalchuk in there, if he gives you, you know, say, say a goal or maybe a, a point every two games – I'll take that. You'll at take nine that. Times out of 10. Yeah, that's, that's especially legit. at that price point. Yeah, and you got a guy with experience. You got a guy like you said, he's friends with Ovechkin. I mean, it's it's a it's a solid move for a team that this. It, it could be a move where the rest of the league may forget about this in a week. Yeah, but if the Caps are making it deep into the playoffs and, and heading towards possible another Stanley Cup, we may look back at this and say, man, this Kovalchuk move. Well, there's really not a out. lot of, so far, there hasn't been a ton of huge moves in the trade market so right. far. The one big move, uh, well, there's two. Chris Kreider stays with the Rangers. No one really cares. Rangers aren't going to go that far anyways. Uh, but the biggest move was the the Pens made a move today, and they picked up Patrick Marlowe, the, the veteran from San Jose, uh, so San Jose losing two veterans. They're trying to rebuild, I guess, even though they're, they've they been trying to rebuild for, for years now because yeah. they have Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, all these guys. So they got Patrick Marlowe, um, and he's going to the Pens. I believe, I believe he was still on San Jose, but uh, he's going to the Pens for a third-round pick, and uh, that's going to boost their offense just a little bit. He might be a, a second- to third-liner uh, veteran guy to go in there, too. So that's going to be a big move, My too. wings dropped uh, Andres Athanasiu. They dropped him. Uh, uh, Athanasiu? Yeah, they uh, – No idea who that is. 
Oh, he was he was like one of the better players on the <laughs> Detroit Red Wings, so that they doesn't say him? much. Uh, no, I mean they traded him. They, oh, okay, for, yeah. oh, okay. Oh, they they're, 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 they're clearing house. Um, oh, clearing house. I thought they already did. Uh, I mean they're they're trying. They're I trying. literally looked at the standings today. They're the only team eliminated so far. There's over 20 games. Oh yeah, left. they're mathematically <laughs> eliminated. It's like, great. Jeez Louise, how do you get eliminated great with time like to a, be a quarter of the season left? Great time to be a Detroit sports fan. Good thing this isn't the Detroit crossover because uh, how's Andre Drummond? And that goes so well. Oh yeah, ask ask like, how the team doing in Cleveland. There's I saw a guy on. Um, junkies yesterday or it was either, I believe no it was uh it was uh uh what was it um Friday right they had uh you know they had to pick uh, the top five or whatever and they said it was for a prize and they said who was the top five time of ice guys for yeah. this last game yesterday it was it was a, it was the game against uh the, uh the the Canadians and the first guy says Ovechkin of course the second guy says uh Matt Niskanen and they're <laughs> we're like Matt Niskanen. The guy's not ha- he, hasn't, he hasn't been on the team in like like a month. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I die laughing when they. When I'm like, come on, dude. Like the guy's been on the team in literally a month, and you you guess his name. Like, oh, my oh god. it's so dumb, man. Well, we do want to give some props. Prize pigs. We do want to give some props to the man, the legend. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin for his monumental yep. goal here. Got the clip queued up here. That I do. All right, let's let's listen to John Walton's call here of Ovechkin's. Here score. comes Ovechkin, one on two, pulls up, passes to center, Kuznetsov, giving it back to Ovechkin. His pass off of Kempney, rebound in front, off of Blackwood, and comes in behind the goal. Out of Jensen, toward Kuznetsov. Ovechkin a shot. He scores, and there it is. Seven hundred goals in his National Hockey League career. The eighth all-time on this 22nd of February, 2020. 700 goals for the great eight. Uh, What can you say? The team's off the bench congratulating them. The big weight off his shoulders. He finally gets it. A big goal, too. Snaps that puck behind Blackwood, and history's being made. A standing ovation from the fans here at Prudential Center, and good on them. They have seen history. Alex Ovechkin, the eighth player in National Hockey League history to reach 700 goals. He has done it here in Newark, New Jersey. The bench empties to come out to celebrate he applauds back to the crowd for those in Caps jerseys that made the train trip up. They have been rewarded here. So that's John Wall, yeah. the voice of the Caps, and I thought that was pretty funny because, um, you know, when, when he said that, uh, good on you, Prudential Center, I was like, they don't have a lot of stuff to root for anyways. Yeah, there's not, not a lot going there. But, again, I mean, there's not a whole lot other to say than, you know, we've been able to – it's been a privilege, basically, to be able to watch yep. Ovi play here. I mean, if you're thinking about the Mount Rushmore of D.C. sports figures, he's up there. Yeah. I mean, he has to be. Uh, I mean, he's probably – I wonder – I wonder because you always think about that Mount yeah. Rushmore of D.C. sports. Ovi's like the one guy that's a guarantee – Guaranteed. But now you yeah. keep thinking about it, and because it, it comes up every year, sure. And every single time it, it comes up, you always think of, well, who else can actually be on there nowadays? I mean, if you're talking the Redskins, you got to think like Theismann or somebody like that. Yeah, but that's, I mean, the, that's the thing, though, is that 
yeah, Theismann and and you know yeah, Sonny Jurgensen and John yeah. Riggins and yeah. all that stuff. You'd but have to pick somebody. From the that. problem is those Super Bowls were like spread out enough to the point where they're you know three different quarterbacks, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. then you obviously think of you know the Nats right now. It's like I mean, I mean Scherzer would have to be. Up there as a possible. I mean, Strasburg. Yeah, those are all a possibility. I mean, yeah. just the thing is that. But Ovi's guaranteed. There's no other question that he would be on there. I can I guarantee you one thing right now is that if they re-sign Juan Soto, Juan Soto will be up there. It's possible. It's possible. Now, I mean, I think to me, if I had to put somebody up there right now from the Nats, I'd have to go Scherzer just for the fact that he's got well, two yeah, Cy Youngs. Current. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got two Cy Youngs. Uh, two no hitters, both with the Nats. Yeah, so I mean, he—I mean, Strasburg is a close second, but you're right. If Juan Soto has the career that we're all thinking of, by the way, I read—I uh, read earlier that Juan Soto now is projected, projected to have a better career than Mike Trout. Then you're talking about a guy that is well, could go down as the greatest Nat to ever play in the field. Um, you know, but how old was Trout when he became the superstar that he is? That's that's the question. I mean, I it, need to go back. And, it was, I'm gonna check it was within too. the first couple seasons, but the problem with Trout, of course, always was he played. Did, did Scherzer get a, a no hitter with the with the Tigers? Uh, I don't. I, I can't. I don't know. For some reason, I thought because when I said uh, two no hitters, I thought he only got two no hitters. But I'm thinking he might have had one with the Tigers because I believe I heard someone say he's the only guy with two no hitters at two, two different leagues. leagues. Yeah, it, or, yeah, it, leagues. Yeah, yeah right. I, I think that that sounds right to me. Um, that it was one with the Tigers and one. Yeah, I mean, Tigers good things it, it all kind of i blocked out you know? <laughs> but that's the thing though so Ovi, obviously uh he's the second fastest player to hit the 700 goal plateau doing so in his 1144th game of his nhl career funny thing is wayne gretzky did it in 886 so he did his and literally you know Roughly 200 or so, whatever the math is. I'm not going to do the math right now. Yeah. Games. That's a lot. That's a lot of games. But. Yeah. And we know that Ovechkin's not necessarily done at this point. I mean, he's got oh, yeah. some years left. And, and so, I mean, I'd love to see him take a crack at, at getting into the top five all time and things like that. I mean, he's, what, eighth now? Um, and, and he's got some yeah. seasons left in him. So He's only 194 away. They say he's it's legitimately in I – because mean, – if he doesn't do the fifty gold like you know mark, which he always usually gets, yeah. usually between forty five yeah. and fifty five, somewhere in the middle there. If he goes and he averages forty for say another three seasons, that's one hundred and twenty. He still is a long ways away. Yeah. But you have to think about the rest of the season, and then obviously the playoffs, different stuff like that. If he has three more, say forty gold seasons, he's gonna fall short. I always thought he would fall short because you know Mother Nature always wins. Uh, or Father Time, that's what it is. Yeah, Mother Nature. Mother Nature. That's, that's rain. Was he going to get blown over by a hurricane? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Father Time, Mother Nature. I don't sure. know which parent we're talking I about. I mean, they're friends. Um, yeah, they're, they're related. They're, they're related. They're actually yeah. married. Yeah. Um, so, uh, by the way, I'm looking at the stats right now, and Mike Mike Trout became a national phenomenon uh, in 2012, which is seven years ago, which make would make him 21 years old. Yeah. Yeah, and he hit his his best season, uh, or I should say his best. Actually, it is his best average season. He had three twenty six, okay, thirty bombs, and he had let's see, eighty three RBIs, which I mean, the Angels sucked then, anyways. Yeah. Um, but three twenty six. That's the highest batting average of his career so far, and that was his best year, twenty twelve. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I think Soto is definitely in that realm. I think he. The problem with yeah. so, with, with what you're talking about though is is Trout. You see his RBI numbers. He's only hit over 100 RBIs three times in the last seven years. Yeah, so sure. um, that's that's the well, that's the issue, and you're on a bad team. Yeah, well, exactly. So. But hopefully they'll. I mean, now he's got his our old pal Anthony Rendon to play with. So we'll oh, see yeah. what they. Dude, were able their to do their there. their lineup 
scary. It's a little scary. It's filthy. If, 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 Luckily, if, we don't have to play that. If one. Shehei Otani or Shehai or Shohei, 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 Shohei yeah. you know, um, Otani is yeah. is a, a if he's a two seventy five hitter. They're going to be a little scary. They got three bats right there in a row. And oh, if, yeah. And if, and if no, Albert Pujols can go out there and do something, that's going to be pretty sick. No, it's, it's a definitely a good Real team. quick, real yeah. quick question to you. Sure. If you're Juan Soto, would you rather have gotten a World Series? Say you only get one World Series in your career. Would you rather have gotten a World Series at age 20, 21, you know, really young in your career or and not have one ever again? Or would you have, be someone like, um, for instance, like, like Scherzer, and get a World Series literally near the end of your career, like last, say, three years, something like that? I mean, obviously, I, I feel like if you say the Scherzer answer, it's because, you know... It, you're still it, playing good ball, by the way. You're not, you're not like yeah, a, a sure, chaser. Sure, because if, if you get a Scherzer age, you know, it's it, it just means a little bit more because yeah. you've gone through so many years. Um, so I think that has a little more of an impact. But I think as far as from a legacy perspective as well, um, so for a guy like Scherzer, the World Series is kind of the icing on the cake of an Hall of Fame career already. Right. Now with Soto, that's kind of one of the – it puts you starts to put you in the conversation at a very early age of a whole possible Hall of Fame career as well. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I, f- I feel like obviously the Scherzer, um, you know, Ryan Zimmerman, those guys who finally got a World Series after playing for so long, you kind of feel for them a little bit more. Um, but – but yeah, I mean, it's still a hell, hell of an accomplishment because Soto was a legit part of that World Series win. Yeah. I mean, he he was a giant contributor in that series. Well, that's, that's that's the thing about Juan Soto, though, is that I mean, they're literally Buster Olney right now says you know in an article uh, I think it was last month said that Juan Soto is already the best left fielder in the entire uh, MLB. Yeah, and that's oh yeah, it's yeah. just it's just crazy when you look at his stats of what he did last year. Having you know over 100 RBIs, over 30 home runs, hit 282. Obviously, he's not a everyday like a Mike Trout everyday you know bat that goes out there and hits 300. Mm-hmm. But you know his power numbers. I mean, still 282 is above average. Yeah, and, I mean, I would say average is like 260. And it, with his age and all that stuff, yeah, no, it's it's tremendous. No, I think he's he's uh, no doubt. Uh, I think you could pencil him in. Um, for for the left field position in the league, as far as one of the best. Well, his career batting average is two eighty seven, and he has almost a thousand at bats. Yeah, and he's and he's just getting started. I mean, that's the whole thing. Yep. I think this is again my pick is, and we'll get into it when we get into the Nats talk. But my pick is for for Juan Soto to possibly win an MVP this year. I think we're just a little <laughs> a little too hyped on the Nats. Yeah, right well, now. We're, 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 we want to get into it so bad, but it's so so we early, do so, we do. Yeah. But we, we, let's finish up our show oh, here yeah, with a, a segment that we've been waiting to to uh, to bring in today and that is speaking of Mount Rushmore we're talking about Mount Rushmore for DC uh, sports figures well today on the show we're going to do a little fun segment a Mount Rushmore segment on cookies so uh, Mike and I have brought some cookies to the table here not not literally unfortunately yep. um, but we've got some different cookie brands we're going to work together to narrow narrow that down to four right now I believe we've got eight listed here um and uh we'll 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 see where we can kind of narrow this down and 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 figure it out. Now, we talked about Alexander Ovechkin being penciled in to the Mount Rushmore of DC Sports. I think we have the Alexander Ovechkin also starting with an O of these cookie brands and I think you have to automatically pencil in Oreo. Yeah. It's Mount Rushmore. I I I don't think there's a debate there. Well, see, we have it listed here as uh the top 4. So, obviously, I when I wrote this format, 
I mean, the, the funny thing was I looked up Mount Rushmore. I, I know who's on Mount Rushmore, but I looked, sure. Sure I looked up the reasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know if they added a fifth face or not. I thought right, that was a big right. rumor like way back when. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, apparently it was. Before it was built, they said, uh, I think it was Harriet Tubman or something like that. Okay. Or Rosa Parks. I don't know. It was, it was, it was somebody. Sure. It was a woman. Um, and uh, so I ranked them. Fourth would be Roosevelt. Okay. Third would be Jefferson because both of them symbolized uh, like growth of the nation. Mm-hmm. But then I had Honest Abe as number oh, yeah. two. Oh, no, that makes sense. And we would not be here if the boss man GW, GW wasn't yeah. uh, you know in charge. Number one. Oh yeah, so it's gotta be. That's what. So we'll located as uh, or, or not located as. Uh, uh, what am I saying? Um, rank rank them. Yes, I don't know why locate uh, came into play uh, as fourth, third, second, first. Obviously, we can go with first, first uh, because. First, first, because I think Oreo obviously is number one. So I think we both have. Yeah, so them. we'll go back and forth. So I'll, I'll give my four through one, then you give oh, your okay, four through sure. one, and then we'll kind of see. By the way, this paper is really thick. Is it? Like it's not. This, this is just. This is just normal. Computer no, it's paper. not, dude. It's it's, it's, just, not, it's just in my. Every office. time I like grab it, it's like this thing is like. It was just in my office. It makes me think of the office when they were at the job fair, and he's like, "I want like maybe we just use high quality paper. We are something. a printer. I mean, we are a publisher. You know. Oh. Um. Actually, all right. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, so man. my my number four is going to be. Um, Man, this is tough. Yeah, I'm gonna go. You got a pencil in here? Give me one of those pens. I want to. I want to mark the off the ones we're doing here. I'll let you. Uh, let you choose a pen there. Oh, I want this clicker. <laughs> oh wait, where's that? Where'd it go? Here it is. There you go. Ooh, I like these. So pilots. Now, meanwhile, I've got the old uh, the multicolored oh, geez. ones. Those are always nubs. Um. So I'll say. All right. So I know my number one. Um. I'm gonna go. This is a riveting conversation. I'm gonna go for number four. Are, are we are we both saying Oreo number one? Yeah, okay. I feel like I already I had to write. Like I wrote that in pen. So, so number four, the debate the debate I'm having right now is in between Mrs. Fields and Otis Spunkmeyer. So, uh-huh. Otis Spunkmeyer, the cookie brand, pretty much at every school across America, if right. you walk into the cafeteria, they'd have that big Otis Spunkmeyer cookie. It was really one of the only good edible things when we were growing up in school. Now schools probably have great food. But back then, <laughs> it was like, you got to get a notice Spunkmeyer cookie. Now, Mrs. Fields, then you think about malls, going to the mall and the food court, and you get your you get your whatever, Chick-fil-A, and then next thing you know, you're walking next to the Mrs. Fields Dallas Town Center. Yeah, specifically uh, the DTC. <laughs> Uh, as I like to call it. Um, so gotcha. I'm, I'm debating between Mrs. Fields and Otis Spunkmeyer. I will go, just for the nostalgia factor, I'm going to go Otis Spunkmeyer at my okay. number four. I'm going to write these down. Um, so I'm going to go number four, Otis Spunkmeyer. I'm going to go uh, a little little bit of a surprise. I'm going to go with Keebs, the Keebler, Ooh, at number three. Nice choice. At number two, we're going Chips Ahoy. And number one, I'm going Oreo. Those are my four. So I'm going Otis uh, I'm going Keebs, then Chips Ahoy, and Oreo. I think, as far as my reasoning behind three and two, Keebler, underrated cookie, I feel like. Yeah. You think of those little small, they're thin cookies a lot of the time. They've got that kind of like the chocolate crisp to them. Um, you're, you're not necessarily a go-to, but when you get a Keebs, you, you're enjoying every second you have with the Keebler. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, then, they have a lot of different ones. I'm looking and at they right do. Here. They do. And I think for, for Chips Ahoy, Chips Ahoy is one of those, I didn't get Oreos, but I got Chips Ahoy. And you have those. Those are very dunkable cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling <laughs> That's you. That's a way to put it. Yeah. I'm just telling you, uh, 
very dunkable with milk. Poor man's Oreo. With milk, Chips Ahoy tastes a hundred times better. Yeah. If you do, if you here's here's the move that I used to do. So you would grab two or three Chips Ahoy, you put them on a paper plate, you put them in the microwave for like seven or eight seconds, warms them up a little bit. Then you take that sucker, you dunk it in a cold milk, pop that in the mouth. Greatest experience I'll ever have. What does what does the heat do? Because if you dunk it, it in the just milk, melts it a little bit. No, it doesn't melt it. It, it. it warms it up a little bit, and then you dunk that in the milk. It doesn't break apart yet. You can't you can't go too long. You can't be dropping this thing in like you're efficient and you're like leaving a line. You're not you gotta like just, how I do it's it. just <laughs> it's just we're talking like two two quick dunks. Boom boom. Pop that in the mouth. It's a little bit of warm, a little bit of cold. You've got the uh, the chocolate gets a little bit of melted. I'll say chips ahoy. Um, right there. I mean, it's 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 not an Oreo, but I I put it at number two. I think it's right there. Okay, so so you're not gonna like how I actually eat cookies. So okay. I, I taught I taught my niece this, and she's in kindergarten, and she starts to do it now. Okay. Um. So if I get a chocolate chip cookie, yeah. Uh, say I get I'll I'll have three. Okay. Well, yeah. You can't just have one. Yeah. Come on. So are, what are, are we dying? <laughs> what are we cavemen? Um. So. If I have three, I'll yeah. have two. I'll break them apart in like you know three or four pieces. I'll throw them in the milk, so they settle. Okay. Then I have the last cookie, and I'll 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 do the Dunkarooski on that. Okay. Okay. What's what's happening with these other cookies? Other pieces? They're 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 creating they're sitting in the milk. Well, okay. So say I'm eating Oreos. Okay. They create chocolate milk. Okay. Because they, you know, start they start to wallow in the milk, and they make chocolate milk. So you got a nice, tasty chocolate drink now. But where's okay. the cookie go? Down your, to the bottom. In, in your mouth. Well, after. no, but, but the cookie goes down to the bottom. Yeah, you're not but, fishing it out. But yeah, but after you, you do the you do like the oh, the, so you're you doing drink like it and then you do the then you do the pat 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 on the on the bottom. That's of the like cup. pre-workout when it has all the little like or, <laughs> or like a protein shake where it's got the little clumps at the bottom. Oh, uh, well, when I when I drink a protein shake or something yeah. like that, I stir it up and if it has little clumps, I just I just down it down the, the whole thing down the hatch really quick. <laughs> so your but method you, you do the d- is yeah. to take a perfectly good cookie, throw it into the milk until it drowns, goes to the bottom and becomes like a disgusting No, I don't th- I don't crumbly like, mess. But I don't throw the cookie away. I I do the pat pat and well, I and I get the 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 wet the wet cookie the cookie that's that's absorbed yeah. See, milk wet doesn't sound a wet cookie Dude, doesn't it tastes sound amazing and then my niece had it and she, her mind was blown yeah like the, like when she was four when she tried it the first time she did okay uh, or the first time I'm she sure tried she remembers it. She, she thinks about oh that. she remembers yeah because it's a momentous occasion it, it was it was yeah. she forgot the, the the previous three years okay. of her life okay because of that momentous occasion I'm sure she so, did um yeah <laughs> yep so um. Anyways, uh, it, it probably just grossed a lot of people out. Yeah, it's um, disgusting. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> well, some people don't like it, but I, I kind of, I, I think it's uh, pretty interesting. So, anyways, besides the point, let me get to my ranking. So, obviously, number one is the Oreos. Yeah, it's got to be number four. The Keebs. Okay. Okay. I got the Keebs. Okay. You, you have my three. I, I got my three, four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we. I, I will say this. Okay. When we listed some of these things out, and some of some people out there might not understand, because I had to text you to clarify. We had to do specific, like obviously some of these are brands. Like Keebler is a brand, Oreo is not the brand. The brand is actually uh, Nabisco. Like Nabisco, yeah. yeah. Uh, but obviously, it's, you know, Oreo has a ton it has of its own like, so, brand. Yeah. yeah. So we did Oreos, Keeblers, Chips Ahoy, Famous Amos, Mrs. Fields, Milano's, aka Petrich Farm, who has a lot of different cookies there too. Tates, which are the gluten free 
Uh, I don't even know why you put them on the list. <laughs> I know I did. I I I, 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 I had to make the list look bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tates, which are they're good, but they're I mean, if if, if you're you know <laughs> in you're, this arena, if you blow up like a balloon, no you know, chance. for for gluten free, then they're they're at least okay. Yeah, they, they're the type of cookies that have that are so thin and they have like where you can see the chocolate chip like out of the cookie. It's kind of crazy. Okay. Uh, then you have the Otis uh, Spunkies. Yeah. So, um, you put Otis as number four, right? I did. Okay, so we don't have the same four then. Okay. Uh, so I did number one Oreos. Number four, I said was Keebs. Keebs, yeah. Okay, Keebs, because you have, think about this, you have the chips, the deluxe rainbow chocolate mm-hmm. chip. Oh, things. yeah, yeah. Yep, I'm looking at them right now. That's a great one. Walmart.com. The, the rainbows are great. Yep. Fudge stripes. Yeah. Those are solid. The chips deluxe ones. Oh, the fudge so. stripes are, are yep. classic. Yep. Yep, looking at those right now. Um, then obviously, where's the other one I just had here? Um, uh, where is it? Here it is. Uh, Vienna Fingers. Okay, those yeah, are technically cookies. Yeah, those are cream-filled sandwich cookies. Pretty solid. Um, Coconut Dreams, which are the same things as Smoas, but they're not Smoas. Um, and they look exactly the same. And then there's one more I'm looking at here. There's Pecan Sandies, which are not that bad, but I don't think those are the same ones. They have Fudge Sticks, L Fudge, E-L Fudge. They're a big fudge company. That's a good one. Double Stuff Fudge. They're big into fudge. Okay, so that one's a good one. So I'm not going to go through the entire thing. Sure. So you put them at four. Okay. Yep. Uh, now my number three is the whole Ahoy of Chips. Okay. So Chips Ahoy has one of my favorite ones, the, the Chewy. The yeah. Chewy ones. Yeah, the, the Chewy, chewy ones are so solid. They are. They that are. red package... I could eat the. I, I have eaten. <laughs> I said I can't ha- eat. Oh, I, I I'm have. sure I have. Um, so they, they, yeah. they don't have the crunch of a classic cookie, yep. but they add a little different texture yep. to your your eating experience. Chewy cookies, oh, which is man. you would think like if you if you just think like chewy cookies for a second, you're kind of like oh that sounds kind of weird. Yeah. But then you have them, and the texture works perfectly. Yeah. With the cookie, it's it's almost as if like the cookie is stale, but it's not stale. Yep. You know, that's and there's no crumbs. Oh yeah, because you know, it just it just breaks apart in your mouth. It's like it's almost like a fudgy cookie, but it tastes. I mean, it's 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 a great. Yeah, and, a it, great and if your significant invention. other doesn't like uh, chewing sounds, you can easily have it. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so uh, number two, I'm really interested in your number two here, Mrs. Fields. Okay, now Mrs. Okay. Fields. You know, I, I want to marry Mrs. Fields because Mrs. Fields, <sighs> they have cookie cakes. Yeah, cookie I mean, Mrs. cakes are technically cookies. Mrs. Fields is. A, a strong candidate. Yep. Now, I, when I think of Mrs. Fields, I think of the big old uh, double chocolate cookies oh, yeah. that you could get at the mall. The cookies like uh, the size of the moon. Yes, sir. And you walk around the mall with that, and um, don't do it on a date. Bad idea. But uh, <laughs> but you you walk around and you have the Mrs. Fields, and and it's kind of one of those things where as you see that Mrs. Fields sign, it's a it's a comforting yeah. thing to see. Oh yeah. And the, I mean, the best thing is if you get a cookie cake. But the problem is, I mean, that's a dangerous thing as well, though, because the cookie cakes. If you get a cookie cake and you're like, oh, you know, it's not really a you know big chocolate cake. It's it's just a cookie. You know, I can have a couple pieces of this, and you sure. all of a sudden eat a quarter of it, and you're like, oh. Oh my god. It's 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 a strong contender. Yeah. The the one that actually I was kind of surprised I didn't even put on my list was Famous Amos because the thing about Famous Amos was the little mini cookies when yeah, they yeah. come in that pack. Solid. I mean you can throw down like 50 of those oh, and yeah. not feel a thing. Then all of a sudden yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're not even numb yet. Cuz uh, those are yeah. those are pretty solid. Now the problem with that is they I feel like that's really the only thing they bring to the table. Yeah. Famous Amos. They got nice I'm sure nice they have chunks. regular sized cookies too, but those they really? mini, maybe I have no idea, but those mini cookies are really strong. I mean, uh, considering I had some mini Oreos today, yeah. uh, I would I would put the ch- the mini chips, uh, uh, sorry, the mini uh, famous Amos over the mini Oreos if I was if we were doing a mini. I'm looking right now. Computer. I don't think they do. 
All right, I maybe they're, they're just I, a mini cookie. I think they are all because I see like you know bite size. Company which filled bite with bite size people. is the regular yeah. size. I know um, yeah, I, don't, I see like you know a big forty ounce bag, which yeah. is amazing. But they all look the exact same. Okay, but, okay. Which is, I mean, it's like you said, it's solid because you know bite size. You know, I mean, boing boing boing, you just keep going, and you feel like you're not eating a lot. Um, but overall, I mean, Famous Amos is solid. They got really big chunks of chips, uh, but those are pretty solid. Pe- Pepperidge Farm is a solid choice, too. Sure, yeah, I've the had Milano. Thing, one yeah. of the biggest things I have, I mean, they have the big cookies, too. I've I mean, had an Alyssa Milano. Yeah, oh, yeah, really? <laughs> there you go. That's a good solid uh, yeah. solid reference there. Um, let's see. So, like, they have, let me let me show you this real quick. Obviously, no one at home can see. Um, let's see here. Where's the good picture of it? I need to, I need to make it make it justice. Um, or ha- do it justice. Yeah. So you see, like right there. Oh yeah, that okay. looks. So, oh yeah, I've, yes. Yeah. The famous white bag. The, white but the bag. problem is with the yeah. bag is they only come with like yeah seven cookies. Enough. It's not like enough. what the hell? I'm not going to buy a bag of seven cookies. I not need something enough. that's more substance. So I guess so we we're in agreement for the number one. So we know yes. we can put that aside. Okay. For, so for number two, so I had Chips Ahoy. You had Mrs. Fields. Um, I think and now you had you did have chips ahoy. Okay, so three. so four I had Keebler. So we have Keebler and uh chips or you have chips ahoy too. I for my number four was Spunkmeyer. I'm willing to concede to get rid of Spunkmeyer off of the, the, the list. See, because you said you had Spunkmeyer, but the problem is when I was in Loudon, we didn't have like I was, I looked it up and yeah. we didn't have it yours was like this, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, they were so good. <laughs> we didn't have that. Like we had yeah. our chocolate chip cookies were Literally this big, which I I want to know what those are. Yeah, they were soft and they were that big, but they were wrapped in like cellophane, so huh. so they didn't have this. Ours were similar to that, but it was just must have been a different brand. But yeah, so I'm willing to to concede to take Otis Bunkmeyer off of the Mount Rushmore. So I'll remove okay. them. So now we're working with um for for three spots. We're working with um keep or uh, honorable see. mention is famous Amos. Yeah, so I guess I guess then we we have three. Uh, the three spots, we just got to figure out what order we're putting them in. We've got yeah. Keebs, Chips Ahoy, and Mrs. Fields, and we have to figure out kind of who should be, you know, th- uh, three. Well, I guess you could four, say four, three, and two. Well, we could say, I, we could say because uh, I have Keebs as number four. Yeah. Um. So I mean, if you wanted to make it easier, you could just slide Keebs back one. Yeah. So I'll 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 concede. So Keebs will. So the, if like you're, this if you're, is like a huge deliberation. If you're, if, you're fo- <laughs> if you're following the Mount Rushmore, we're talking number four is Keebler. Keebler so that out. is decided. Him and his little white hat. Or number red one hat, sorry. is Oreo. So now we got to figure out the order of three and two. So Fudge we've got stripes. Chips Ahoy and Mrs. Fields. Those are the two cookies Man, we're working with. Vienna fingers. Damn, you can get a 14-ounce package of Vienna fingers for two fifty at Walmart. Oh, man, that sounds My like what you're, you're not going to the gym. You're going right to Walmart. <laughs> so we have to debate here for the the second and third spots. Let's do it. So Chips Ahoy and Mrs. Fields are the two options. Um, I had Chips Ahoy at two. You had them at three. Yeah. The reason why I feel like Chips Ahoy has to – because here's the thing. Mrs. Fields, you know what you're getting with Mrs. Fields. You're getting a big cookie. It's going to be soft. It's going to be delicious. Chips Ahoy, you're bringing some whole other elements. You're no, you're working on a completely different cookie level. We're talking your regular standard cookies. We're talking your chewy cookies. We're talking right about. Um, I, I'm sure they have. Uh, is Chips Ahoy the one with the M and M cookie as well, where it's like M and M's in the side of the cookie? They kind have of? chunky, chunky, ch- chunky, chunky okay. chocolate. Chunky's very good too. Soft chunky, they have that. Yeah. So wow, I feel like I mean you're you're finding it. Yourself is I feel like so Mrs. Fields, um, <laughs> dynamic, but at the same time Chips Ahoy is just operating another level, man. I think they bring more to the table. I think you wow. have to put Chips Red Ahoy in Velvet Chips Ahoy. Never had it. 
but it's, uh, it seems good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're 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 pointing out the evidence right there. I think Chips Ahoy has to be the number two spot. Right. This, I don't know what this is, but this this is an imitation Chips Ahoy. It's called Pepitos. Okay, sure, sure. Great. <laughs> oh, there's a, there's, there's a uh, there's a cookie with a face on it. It's kind so of I mean, uh, what do you? I, so the I guess you could say, obviously, I would say Chips Ahoy is easy, easily accessible. Yep. Because you can get them at the store. Mrs. Fields, they don't have... I mean, literally, yeah. you go to the cookie aisle, and those are the two brands you see is Chips Ahoy and Oreos. And Oreos. They're the um, kings of the cookie aisle. Yeah, yeah, of the world. Um, I guess you... I, I, I would I would honestly say we could move the fields down to three. Um, I just thought with the cookie cake combination, I just thought that that was just... Look, I mean, a cookie cake is great. Not going to lie, but... Yeah. Wouldn't you rather have a chunky, chewy Chips Ahoy of the I've, sleeve just, of those? I just never had over a, a cookie cake. I mean, I just never had the chunky part before. Look at that white fudge chunky. I mean, white. F- I mean, that's unbelievable. I mean, look at that. Briars has ice cream two in one Oreo. Look at this thing, dude. It's right is it here. Oreo and Chips Ahoy right there on the right. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. Look, look at that. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Oh my gosh! What that's you find when you right put there. Chips Ahoy cookies in? Google. So to recap, we've got our Mount Rushmore of cookies at the fourth spot, Keebler. At the third spot, oh my Mrs. God. Fields. Chips Ahoy chewy brownie filled cookies. What is that? Game, game over. Number two, <laughs> Chips Sorry. Ahoy, and number one, Oreo. Those are your four. If you would like to share your cookie Mount Rushmore, please feel free to tweet us at the DC Crossover or at Cerrone16 with Mike. Um, Have the discussion. Have the debate. If you disagree with these rankings, feel free to let us know. If you're bored. Yeah, exactly. Like like we were when we were coming up with this segment. <laughs> oh, no, now, I think we were just really hungry today. And now I'm you starving. Were, you were eating grapes, and yeah, I was I, eating, I was a, eating a, a, <laughs> a fifth grader's lunch and um, chewy yeah. chips ahoy brownie filled. Just look at that thing. I mean, on that the left, might man. be a, a left. That might be a giant uh, a, a giant trip here uh, oh this weekend. God, this Usually is... go grocery shopping Sunday mornings. That Jeez. might be might have to peruse the aisle a bit. But um, that is your Mount Rushmore of cookies. That about does it for this episode. Again, stay tuned as we get into. Things like the uh, Major League Baseball with spring training and such. Maybe we'll even give you a little bit of fantasy baseball advice. Dude, things so, like that. Sorry to interrupt no, you. No, it's okay. Okay, I, I don't know why I'm finding all these different creations. No, you, you're excited right Chewy? now. Chewy? <laughs> 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 okay. I haven't smiled this hard in a long time. Uh, <laughs> I'm over cookies. Chewy Chips Ahoy Oreo Cream Filled Cookies. I mean, cookies. holy. Because the they're both owned bottom. by Nabisco, I'm sure, so they're allowed right to do there. that. I mean... That has to be something we try on the Dude, show. That's, we can find that. We got to. That's try that. impeccable. Yeah, I, I peruse the uh, the cookie aisle next grocery trip. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll peruse as well. well. We'll bring some of those to the table. I think for sure. Gotcha. Um, now, finish your spiel. So Mike, Mike, <laughs> Mike supposedly is going to the gym after this. We'll see if that's the case. Yep. He might head straight to the nearest uh, grocery <laughs> store, pick up some chips ahoy. But yes, as we said, we're, we'll get into some baseball tech uh, pretty soon here over the next few weeks. We'll start going position by position. We're going to get maybe Joe Deck and the Baltimore Orioles crew to talk a little uh, DMV baseball as a whole heading mm-hmm. into the season, and then maybe um, some NFL draft stuff, things like that. But plenty going on, uh, but we had to give you the cookie talk today with uh, not much um, here right now, but plenty going on in the future when it comes to D.C. sports. Be sure to subscribe, write a review, like us, all the above, um, and, uh, and and keep in touch. Like I said, feel free to tweet us at the DC. And don't crossover. be one of those people who who rates it four stars and say, "I love the show." Yeah, like 
you're gonna, gonna be fine. You're gonna ruin it. We have yeah. like 22 reviews and, and, and or 22 stars or, yeah. or 22 five stars or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We, don't be that one person that puts a four star. And now it's a 4.9. Oh yeah, it makes it look horrible. Yeah, so give stupid. us five stars, even if you only listen to the cookie part. Uh, <laughs> and uh, like I said, we'll we'll get into some baseball talk here soon for those baseball fans. That about does it for the snacks or sports episode of the DC crossover. This was episode number forty-one. We'll be ba- we'll be back next week for my cookie searching partner, Mike Cerrone. I've been Simpson. This has been another episode of the DC crossover. See you guys. <laughs>